Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. I'm going to pray that the Lord change my language. Matter of fact, it's indicative of the fact that your vocabulary is lacking. I'm not going to cuss. Some of y'all use the Lord's name in vain. The Bible says, I'll preach back on that. I did it years ago. I got to bring that back. The Bible says, you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Some of you need to make a commitment that you're not going to use the Lord's name in vain this year. You just say, oh God, look at that. Oh Jesus, I love, where's my cup? Uh, oh, 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 girl, don't tell me. Oh Lord, have mercy. And you, in, common, in common conversation, you just throw the name of Christ around so flippantly. The name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, doesn't mean anything to you. And you just use it any any kind of way. When you say God, you ought to mean God. When you say Jesus, you ought to mean Jesus. When you say Christ or Messiah, you ought to mean that. And you ought to tr- you ought to have a reverential awe about the name of Jesus. Don't play with the name of a holy God. That ought to be a commitment this year. You see. So conduct yourself wisely toward outsiders making the best use of the time. This means you must not allow Satan, people, or things to steal your time. If you're going to manage your time wisely. Things such as being addicted to television. You need to cut back 50% or more. Addicted to social media. Just live on it. You know everything about everything. But how does that make you spiritual? You know, what's that, whatever going on, folk you haven't seen in 40 years, you know what they're doing. But how's that developing your life? Who I saw her? You see on Facebook, she, she used some deodorant. So what? You, <laughs> what eternal value is, is her using some deodorant? What need is that to be on social media? I just fixed some bacon and eggs. Come on. Life is too short. To give a person a moment by moment accounting of your secular life. Some of you got too much video games. You surfing the internet. Some of you excessive sport. I like sports, but I'm not a, such a sport addict that I can't do without it. It's not going to keep me from preaching. I know when to cut it off. I know when to see a quarter of it. I know when to look at the first quarter, cut off the middle two, and then come back at the end. <laughs> See, I str- I'm strategic because I got things to do. I just can't sit there. All the, unless I intentionally go to somebody's house or somebody's man cave and see what's going on. Assessing for overindulging and listening to music, social life, and being in too many organizations. Some of y'all know who's who and you enjoy it. You know, all that social stuff, all that, everything you in, you, you, you in all this stuff, 
You're a member of this. I don't want to start calling on that stuff. I can't call it. I'm going to miss some of them. And you and all that stuff, you plan to be here and you plan to go to those conferences and meetings and you're dressing this kind of way and you got to do this and you got to do that. And it just keeps you absolutely busy and you can't even tithe to God in his church. Cut down on so you're not that important. You can make the most of your year. You got to find some of that stuff you need to get out of. All of which can hinder you from managing your time wisely. Now, here's the last section that's still tied into this point. Number three, how do we manage our God given time of gift? How do we manage our God given gift of time wisely? Now, I want you to write each one of these down, especially you young folk. Ooh, especially young folk, older folk, too, because you mess up. But especially young folk, 25 and 15 and 18 and 30. And then you didn't didn't get to y'all 60 and 55 and you in depression because you haven't accomplished nothing. You, 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 you already in doldrums and you're mad at everybody else. But the truth is you didn't manage your time when you were 20. Now you're mad at it. It's everybody else's fault. How do we manage our God given gift of time wisely? A. Ask the Lord to set your agenda each day and stick to it. God has an agenda for you each day and he wants to work it out through you. And if you let him give you what he wants you to do and take out what he doesn't want you to do, you'll find yourself making progress. The likes of which you have never done. That means you got to pray and start with your Bible. It means you got to get up early enough to spend time with him. B. Set realistic goals and get started today. I didn't say nothing about I don't believe in resolutions. What is that? Set realistic spiritual goals and get started today. Not next week. Well, it's I'm gonna wait till February. No, today. Should you fail in trying to reach that goal, hit the reset button in your life. Refocus, re-engage, and continue making progress. Because you know how you start, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, and then when by, by April, you've gained 50. Hit the re- hurry up, hit that reset button. Don't try to lose 50 pounds at one time, you're going to frustrate yourself. Start with, you know, this week I'm going to lose one pound. Start, start small. Set realistic goals, get started today. Should you fail, reset, refocus, reengage, and continue making progress. See, sift out the things that are non-essential for reaching your personal goals. There are a lot of non-essential stuff that's taking up your time, and that's why you can't accomplish nothing. It's interfering with your progress. And you let it interfere because you like it. You like it, like it, like it, like it, like it. That's why you like it. That's why you do it. That's why you don't get anywhere. And then the years in, you all depressed. D, prioritize your life from the most important thing to the least. Everything you do is not that important. Those things are most important, high priority. Prioritize. Lord, what's the most important, the next important, the next important, the next, all the way down to the least. And start with the top of the most and then begin to gradually work your way down.
When I was in school and, uh, and research papers and all these things we had to do, when I got my syllabus in college, I started working on everything that was due right when I started up front. And when most folks were just getting started, I was telling them I, I was already through. I don't believe in stress and cramming. Then E, do not waste time and refuse to procrastinate. Do not waste time and refuse to procrastinate. You know, you know that garage is like that. And you've been saying you're going to clean it for the last five years. And there's more mess stuff all up in the attic. Then you get this stuff out in the, you get this shed outside in the back and it, it's all disorganized. I got all that stuff in it. Then you go lease something down the street and you get it all packed up. You don't know where nothing is. That stuff, you just start giving that stuff to the needy. Keep what is essential and, and reorganize your life. You got too much stuff. So much. I wish I could have a question to answer, but don't you answer because we got to get through. We'll get you back. Why does it take so much stuff for you to be content? Ask yourself that question. Sometimes you get you, you even get the kids. They get they get five presents from mom and dad. They get three from grandma, three from grandpa, two from cousin Sue. You know, and I'll hear from, hear from uh, four from godparents and all. They got 20 and they unwrapping and then they putting one aside. They can't say thank you for the one they got and they unwrapping the next and they unwrapping the rest. <laughs> they gonna have a stop and you gonna give them a heart attack. They can't take all that. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. We come from a big family. My mama and them, they, my mama and daddy couldn't give me five gifts if they tried. It was too many of us. But what they gave me, I enjoyed. It was just one or two things, and I just enjoyed it so much. Only thing I didn't get that I always wanted when I was a little boy was a choo-choo train. I always wanted that choo-choo train. I just always, and then when I finally got that choo-choo train, it was broke. Now, don't y'all get me no choo-choo train. I'm, I'm past choo-choo train status now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My daddy, bless his heart, he's gone now. He's with the Lord last year. And, and uh, many of y'all had significant deaths in your family. And he was in the uh, nursing home facility. And he was going through his therapy. And the therapist gave me the balm. And uh, he's 87 at the time. And so they say, well, bounce away. He needs some exercise. My wife was in there. She saw it. We got pictures of it. So I bounced the big, it was a big round colorful ball. I bounced the ball to him and he bounced the ball back to me. And I took it and I bounced the ball to him. And he, oh, Randy, he bounced that ball. He was just having the time of his life. 
And when I left that nursing home facility, I said, darling, you know something? That's the first time my dad and I ever played ball. He was a hardworking man in the oil company, he had all the children. My wife kept him. When he came in, he was so tired. He was so tired. And uh, he was a hardworking man. And I it just done him. God, brother. I said, you know, this is my first time. Here I am, a senior citizen, playing ball with my dad for the very first time. Not that he was negligent or nothing. It was just that he was a hard-working man trying to, my mother was a homemaker at home and he bought the bacon home and she managed the bacon. And uh, so they did what they could. And I, but God didn't let him leave me until I had a chance to bounce the ball with him. And that blessed me. I never will forget. And a few months later, he was gone. So y'all bounce the balls, bounce the balls. Y'all play. Y'all enjoy your children. Don't get around them and talk about they're boring. Get into their world and have some fun with them. Amen. Then if uh, about this time management, say no, learn to say no to enticing invitations. When you start on your projects, your papers, your research, work projects, home projects, things you got to do at the church, you're in leadership and you got things coming, particularly this week when there's so much going on as we launched the church off in this year. Time you get going good. Uh, here, here, here comes, uh, here comes the interference through enticing invitations. Somebody want to go out. Let's go to the game. Let's go to the concert. Let's go here. Let's go there. And not that it's bad, but y'all, you will not accomplish anything if you jump every time somebody call. You got to say, you know what? I would love to do that. But can we just put a rain check on that or put that on hold? I'm doing something I need to take care of at the moment. And when I get and, and I'll give you I'll call you back and give you a date and a time. When I think that will work best for us. You can't be all things to all people and make progress. You got to learn to say no to enticing invitations. Especially when you're trying to diet. Here come all the pies and the cakes, the rice and the gravy. That's right. You you on a bread fast, and here come the hot cornbread with butter dripping all off it. Enticing. We're about to go in our fasting in prayer time, so I'm prepping y'all right now. You got to say no to enticing uh, invitation. Uh, then two more of these, and then we'll stop. Ooh, these other ones out here are just so good, but I got, I can't go no further. Listen, these two refuse to quit when things get difficult. Oh, get a little hard. You get a bad teacher. You want to drop the course. Stay there. Some is not working in ministry. You're upset. I quit. Stay there. Learn to work through something. Parents, when you get out, when you quit, you change churches. That's why you can't stay in the church. Everything that has to go according to your expectation. Excuse me, but this ain't your church. It's the Lord's church. 
It's not mine either. I'm, I'm just amazed that God still used me in this season of my life and that he's entrusted me with the with the stewardship of pastorate of Maranatha. And I haven't gotten over that fact yet that God is still using me after decades of ministry. You just want to change churches when things don't happen. I quit the ministry. I'm tired of this person. This ain't right. That ain't. You won't sit and work nothing out. You won't talk. You don't, you haven't prayed together. You won't have lunch together. You don't see how we can work together in unity to the spirit. I quit. Well, how you going to, when you roll in school and that professor seem unfair or, or racist or whatever, you going to quit? You get in the military and that sergeant holler in your face in boot camp. You going to get out? Huh? You get on edu- you get edu- educated and get that degree in a, uh, in accounting. And then you get in an accounting firm and you can't work with your supervisor. They're unbearable. So you're going to quit that $90,000 a year job because you don't like the supervisor instead of praying for them. So you know, I tell you what? They're that bad. If you pray, you will pray. That's some folk I pray away. That's right. I pray away. I look around. They gone. They long gone. I say, oh, God answered prayer. God bless you. Have a new season in your life. (laughs) Have have y'all prayed some things away? That's some relatives you need to pray away. They keep you pinned down. (laughs) <laughs> so refuse to quit when things get difficult. That life is difficult. Jesus didn't have it easy. Who told you life was a flowery bed of ease? It's going to be hard. You think we, my wife and I have been in ministry this long and we haven't had some hard spots and some hard places all the way back since 1984 at the previous church? If I start telling you what we went through, you be shocked. And yet we kept on serving. When things go well, when things go bad, people like us, when they don't like us, don't understand, stay the course, keep doing what God has called me to do, and I'm determined to keep doing the right thing to the glory of God. Pastoring in the church is not easy. All these personalities, all these people, you and they are all y'all not little angels. <laughs> Why is this chair here? Why is this color? Why this day? Here we go again. You know what y'all do. Last but not the least, schedule rest. And relaxation, which helps you to think better and perform better. Schedule rest and relaxation, which will help you to think better and perform better. You know, some of y'all would do much better if you just go to bed. (laughs) I've never seen so many sleep deprived folk. You, the television doesn't go off. You just blow the tube out. <laughs> Look how quiet it's getting now. It used to be years ago, they would sign off television with the Lord's Prayer. Anybody remember that? 
television would go off. Matter of fact, you didn't have cable, didn't have about three channels. It was black and white, and you had to kind of put a little, you know, little thing on it. You know how you put the, those, those antennas, you, and you put the, 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 the fall on it. You know what I'm talking about. You get in the scissors. You know how you make shift it and, and uh, some other words I want to say, but I can't say that publicly, you know, and you, you rig it up. <laughs> y'all laughing. Y'all already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you rig it, rig it up. That's right. Phones had party lines, everything. Your kids can't go to sleep because they had the cell, phone, cell phones in the roof. You need to collect the, te- the cell phone, put them by your bed and you get off the phone. That way you know they're going. That's right. If you have to cut off the electricity, you might have to cut it off. Then cut it back on when they go to sleep. That's why you're so grouchy. You mean, you're honorary, you can't perform, you can't think, you can't test well, you can't get along with folks. You tired. You are wiped out. Some of y'all need to make a New Year's commitment. I'm going to get more hours of sleep. So I know some of you require more than others. I understand. You ought to be getting seven, eight hours of sleep. You say, Pastor, you saying all that and you don't even do it. I know it. (laughs) But at least I'm not watching television all night. I'm up there. I mean, last night I was working on that message and I was working on the message and I was working on the message. Then I go to sleep. My, my, my wife, when I go to sleep, she wake up and then she, here she is one o'clock in the morning and she'll work on and God is talking to her. And then when she go back and I get back up and then sometimes we both wipe out and just sleep. That's right. My feet hit the floor. I'm disciplined. My wife is just, my feet hit the floor at 445 this morning. Get here real early. And I've been preparing all the way up to this time to come into this service, getting ready for you. Because I love God that much and I love you that much and you matter to me. And all God's children said, amen. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the message. We all need it. We all want to do better. And we all want to make the most of this brand new year. And it won't happen until we not only hear the word, but we apply the word we hear to our own lives and make the necessary spiritual adjustments to get where you want us to be. Lord, help us to repent. We've all missed the mark. We've all fallen short. We've all messed up. We've all had bad attitudes and been grouchy, put our foot in our mouths, quit too soon talk too much. There are those here who, who've used your name in vain. There are others who've just cussed and said I slipped and they didn't slip. It's just in them. I pray in the name of Jesus that this message shake us up, wake us up so that we can have the best year ever. Lord, have mercy on us. Mold us, break us, Make us what you would have us to be in Jesus name. And all God's children said, now I'm going to say this right now. You cannot make the most of this year 
if you don't start your year off right by getting a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. What is progress without Christ? What is time management without Christ? What is what is success without a church home? What does it profit you to gain the whole world and have all this stuff in your house and all over the walls and all in the garage and all in the attic and all in the backyard shed and all down the street? You're paying all this rent. What does it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Matter of fact, how much is enough? When are you going to say with Jesus, I'm satisfied. And when he give me something here and there, I'm thankful. You need the Lord. The Bible says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Your presence today is no accident. God brought you here strategically, intentionally, because this message was the message he wanted you and your family to hear. It was not by accident. God put you in that seat to hear this message so that you can make a decision to get right with him so that you can have the best year ever. You can't have a great year without God. You cannot have a great year without God. Because the Bible says, apart from me, you can do nothing. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210 821-5683.